0: It's a team! Ascent.
1: 2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos and fulfill your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any big goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser.
2: Oh yes! Welcome to Radio Chaser, or well, that's its name for now. We're looking for a new name to spice things up a little bit later on in the show. We have Andrew Hansen, we have Charles Firth. My name is Dom Knight. Or come also coming up, a look at awful medical devices, and should we all have a four-day work week? Absolutely, we should, yes. Johnny.
3: Absolutely, we should. We should. I mean, four day work year is what I'd be in I'd favour be of. Look, um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm feeling kind of nice and and down and low. My mood's down mm. because they've just announced the Download Festival Ooh. for next year, and my chemical romance apparently are gonna do it do not I d I don't I don't know if they've done any gigs in a while, but the emo you know the emo band, My Technical mm. Romance, bringing the down to download. I can't wait for this one, Dommy.
2: Oh look, it is so exciting that they're back. I mean, I just I've briefly felt joy for a while back there and My Chemical Romance are going to come back and absolutely ruin everything. I can't wait to just weep in a field of p- people with my friends. But look, that's not the only festival on the way. Even the New South Wales government's gotten in on the act.
0: Hey kids, looking for something trendy to do this weekend? Yeah. Introducing Lockout, the only music festival organised by the New South Wales government. Government. All the fun of a normal music festival delivered by the funsters in the New South Wales government.
2: It's officially fun.
0: All the latest trendy Australian bands. Pseudo
2: Echo. Won't
3: you take me to? Frente.
0: We've even brought Slim Dusty back from the dead. Where the atmosphere is great. But if that's getting too hot to handle, cool off. At the Lockout Festival, Water Slide.
4: Ah, it's all
3: sticky. Coated
0: in a non slip adhesive to prevent injury. 100%
3: risk managed.
0: Plus, we've got a full bar stocked with a range of Shelley's bottom end soft drinks. One drink maximum. Very
5: sensible.
0: Served right up until your bedtime. 7pm. So look out for the Lockout Festival. Party like you're a New South Wales Cabinet Minister.
5: Radio Chaser.
3: On Sydney's Triple M. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future.
4: Now, I was going to do this whole segment today on stupid medical devices. Mm. But then... I found this product, and it's too good to just not share with you. And it addresses a really relatable problem.
5: Have you ever checked weather conditions on your smartphone, asking yourself whether or not you should take your umbrella with you?
4: Dom, have you ever done that? Weather? Yes, I have. Mm. I have, indeed. Well, the thing about that, isn't it, is that you just can't trust forecasts, can you? No. You don't know whether to take your umbrella or not, right?
5: Well, that's good. What if you could trust your umbrella?
4: Hang on. What if you could trust
2: your umbrella? Are you saying someone's cut out the middleman and made a smart umbrella?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who have trust issues with their umbrellas. Mm. Um, And (laughs) clearly, this device solves
5: that long, long running problem. Umbrella is a connected umbrella. It sends you alerts on your smartphone when rain is on the way and reminds you to take it with you should you go outside.
2: Can I just ask, Charles, it sounded to me like that that man did not know how to pronounce the
4: word umbrella. What's the
2: brand of this item? It's this u-
4: Umbrella. Umbrella. So, so it's a double O M B R. It's Umbrella. <laughs> umbrella, yeah. So the umbrella
3: r- sends you alerts to your phone, which, yeah. I mean, doesn't your phone alert you to the weather even without the umbrella? I mean, my phone does. Well, it's a little
4: bit more sophisticated than that, Andrew.
5: It collects real-time data such as temperature, pressure, humidity, and light. Data is processed and shared with all the Umbrella community, allowing everyone to receive hyper-local alerts.
2: Yeah, that's like the weather on my
4: smartphone. (laughs) No, no, you don't understand. This is the missing social network. we had Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram. We now have a social network... Four umbrellas. Instabrella. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Finally. So
4: they can chat amongst themselves. Oh, I mean, wow. it's the thing that we've been missing all this time. It's what we've been
5: asking for, isn't it?
4: Yeah. So this is the, the idea.
5: We turn your umbrella into a social umbrella.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's a
2: social <laughs> umbrella. So does that mean when you put them all in a rack together on a rainy <laughs> day, they just chat to one another? Yeah, is that what that I is?
4: think that probably is. Oh, wow. But so it's $127 Australian. Sure. Um... And uh, as I was researching this one, I did come across an article uh, from Monash University researchers warning that if you buy an umbrella, they'll probably end up selling your data to advertisers. Excellent. Yeah. For only $127. Yeah.
2: Charles, have they managed with their high intelligence to solve the biggest problem with umbrellas where they don't open or sort of turn inside out?
4: No, no, they haven't managed to do that. But, but it does send you an alert if you ever go too far away from the umbrella. Oh. So so you never forget it. I think it's really good. I think it's totally... Because, you know, the, the one thing that you're going to do is you're definitely going to just lose that umbrella immediately, especially if it's $127. <laughs> it's true.
2: Although, given the functionality you've described, I think I would be happy to lose it. Triple
1: M, Radio Chaser.
2: Now, Charles and Andrew, last month, I would have mentioned that it was Oztober uh, because mm. here at Triple M, we love our theme months. Apparently, you can't say Rocktober because someone else owns that. But Shh, we, we did Austober. Uh, but the great thing is, even though October, Oztober mm. um, is over, there are mm. more theme months on the way. And I've got to say, the programming department here at Triple M has come up with an absolute humdinger for the month of November. At Triple M, every month has a theme. To make it seem like we
3: vary our playlist. We've given you Lead September, Feb Fighters, Bomb July, Elton June, Barnes Brian May May, and Red Hot Chili April. Rock's greatest months. And now for the first time, Triple M's devoting a whole month to just one song. Get ready for Kokomo November. Aruba, Jamaica, Kokomo in November. In November, sit back and relax as we play that sex song from the movie Cocktail again and again and again. Yep, once more. It's the one Beach Boys hit that wasn't written by Brian Wilson. And it shows. My mind will defy a little bit of gravity. Kokomo Beather. After a whole month of 70-year-old men singing about boning,
5: you'll never sand.
3: complain about us playing so much chisel ever again.
2: Even I can't stand it. When you get this musical, turn off the radio. Triple M's Radio Chaser. Yeah, this is Radio Chaser, I mean, How many times have I mentioned the name of the show's Radio Chaser? Radio Chaser. It's all I do on this show. Is just say bloody Radio Chaser. It's getting boring.
4: Yeah, well, Dom, I've been thinking about that, and I reckon we should rename our name, the name of our show. Yeah, we should. No, Let's just no. re- rename Radio Chaser. That's a, a great rename? idea.
3: It's a great name, Radio Chaser. What do you know? Do? Don't don't change the name. What about the Chaser, but on radio? <laughs>
4: no, It's a think terrible we, name. We can do no Radio Chaser. It's getting old. We want to rebrand it. Oh, Let's go to the phones on this one. One triple three five three. Because I think what what you should do, what we should do, is just ask the people. Because, oh yeah, market research. Yeah, that that is actually you know what could possibly go wrong if we just ask. You know, ordinary punters, mm. what our brand name should be. Well,
2: that is why our city, for quite some time, had uh, a boat on the harbour called Ferry McFerryface. I mean, yeah. where does that go wrong? Yeah. What triple three five three? What should we rename the show to? Yeah. And uh, a prize, by the way, the Chaser Quarterly—that's a good name for the show, well, except cause, it's not accurate. Because
4: I was—I was reading the other day that uh, you know Mountain Dew, yeah, sort of horrible soft drinks yeah, that nobody drinks. Uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, well, that's, uh, that's not a sponsor. <laughs> no
3: one. No one drinks. Triple to assures you that whatever opinion you just heard about sponsor. a sponsor is not at all that person's opinion or the opinion of anyone who works at Triple No N. one would...
2: Okay, okay, hang on. They wouldn't have enough
4: money to sponsor it.
2: If he's getting upset about that, why don't we call the show Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, why don't
4: we call it Mountain Dew? Yeah. No, wonderful three, five three we want your suggestions for what our show should be called. What a Mountain Dew. And, and we will. We will actually rename it. We'll rename it for at least the rest of the week. Yes. And if it's good enough for Forever. the rest of the year. For the rest of our careers. Yeah, that's right. But, um, no, Mountain Dew did this. They, they held an internet poll a few mm. years ago uh, to, to, commemora- to try and come up with an apple drink. And the top score, it was hacked by these hackers. Oh, no. And the top score was Hitler did nothing wrong. Oh, come on. Um, Fapple was one of the other ones. <laughs> uh. Fapple. Actually, a lot of them I probably shouldn't read out according to the radio <laughs> oh, code. Dear. But
2: these are all terrible. But you know what was even worse? Remember when Vegemite r- launched iSnack 2.0, which was chosen yes, by. Yes, that was 90. another
4: listener. Oh, look, we've got a. Lots full... of calls.
2: One triple three five three. So I think we're pretty much clear that this is going to result in a terrible name, but we've said we'll go with it. So yeah. we will. Those calls next on Radio Chaser, or whatever we call it after the break.
3: Crock of Shit is brought to you by Sean of Weatherburn because lefty ABC Wankers was just a bit too close to the truth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, look, to be a big thanks to our uh, audio producer, Brendan. He actually whipped that up during David
4: Bowie. That mm. was uh, how quick that was. Very but, impressive. But senior management has just walked in, and they're getting really uh, they're worried. Yeah, no, our, I mean, they
2: know. may not like the S-word. We may have to do it again tomorrow, but for, yes. we said we would. Tomorrow's show is going to be called that, the crock yeah. of you-know-what. Now, look, speaking of impressive performances, Charles Firth, you were magnificent yesterday. Uh, at Flemington, right after the end of the Melbourne Cup, you spoke to the winning jockey.
4: Yep, thanks guys. I'm here with a very happy, very elated, winning jockey. Congratulations on the ride. How does it feel to win the Melbourne Cup?
1: Oh, mate, it's hard to describe.
4: Because it's still sinking in?
1: No, because I have this stupid voice. I can't describe anything without sounding like a chipmunk.
4: You pretty much got a perfect run right from the gate. Did everything go according to your race plan?
1: Oh, look, there's always a couple of surprises in big races like this. Like, at the 1200 mark, I didn't expect the horse to pull off its mask and reveal it was Wendell Sailor. That was a bit of a surprise. I got a shock, too, when I saw Usain Bolt overtake me on the outside. nice to see he's found the new sport. And then talk
4: us through that moment when you entered the final straight. What was going through your head?
1: Well, the first thing that went through my head was annoyance. Annoyance that we had to pause the race briefly so we could acknowledge war veterans. Shit, is that one of the veterans now?
4: No, no, I think they've just put down one of the losing horses. Perfectly normal at events like this. Uh, I'll let you go celebrate, but it must be a dream come true for you to win Australia's most famous horse race.
1: No, a dream come true would be to have a normal speaking voice. The only thing I've ever won before is a Barry Gibb sound-alike contest.
4: We should, I suppose, get a quick word from the horse as well. Hey there, Filler. How do you feel? (laughs) Ah, I can see why you two bond so well. He's got a high pitch just like yours. No,
1: no, I just gave him some helium before the race. It's pretty much the only legal drug we can give them these days. Did they just
4: shoot another horse? No, that was the police. They just found another climate activist.
1: Radio Chaser. Triple M.
4: I want to just talk about Microsoft in Japan for a moment. Of course you do. Of course you do. Listen up, Sydney. Look, it's a very relatable topic. Uh, No, they they did an experiment over the last few months where they made everyone only come into work four days a week. Wow. Wow. That's
3: that's strict. They're very strict, the Japanese, aren't Mm.
4: they? Yep. They are, and the result was a 39.9% boost in productivity. So even though they were working 20% less, their total productivity got boosted by 40%. That is amazing and inspiring. Yeah, and I think the reason is because they work at Microsoft, and so most of the time they're just programming extra bugs to put in Windows. And so the less time they spend programming... The more productive it is. Yeah, and they would have (laughs) had to restart Windows
2: fewer times. So they're coming in for four days. (laughs)
4: Exactly. But it's a real win. And by my calculations, Mm. if they just took off all five days of the working (laughs) week. That would result in a 200% boost in productivity, it's a guys.
3: Great
2: idea. The graph would be absolutely skyrocketing, yeah,
4: it works, wouldn't be, it? There'd um, be no one left to make it mm. in PowerPoint, but nevertheless. So, but what do you think of this idea? I mean, I was thinking mm. it, like, it works for computer programmers. I'm not sure it works for every profession, though. Like, well, you know, truck drivers, you know, yeah. if they were to boost their productivity by 40%, mm. like, they'd have to drive 40% faster. I'm not sure that's yeah. a very safe Approach. Suppose uh, they
3: drive. They might drive forty percent further and then mm. drop all the stuff off at the at, in Dubbo.
4: Yeah, and and you know, and like uh, council parking inspectors. um yeah. if we could just forty percent meaner, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they'd have to get all strict. You know, that wouldn't be good. Senior management. I don't think it would work for them. I mean, long lunches don't just eat themselves.
2: I mean, how could the senior yeah. management we have anything to do with be any any better?
4: I oh, don't think well, they could. Exactly, Don. No way. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs>
4: Anyway, so um, I actually, because I drilled down into this study, just had to look at, you know, what was actually going on. And actually, I think that there's a few things hidden in the study that that actually explain the productivity boost more. First one is that they also limited meeting times when people were at work Mm. to 30 minutes. Oh, that's very good. That is very good. Like, you know, imagine if you could get that down to, like, Never having to meet all the morons in your office
3: <laughs> it would be so good. Uh, imagine how productive oh, you'd be. You'd be so motivated yeah.
2: and happy, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, that's you? I mean, right. um, Charles, I'm just noticing the clock. There's mm. 12 minutes left yeah. of our show. Yeah. That is 20% left of our one-hour show. Should we just stop?
4: <laughs> Let's just stop. We're going to no, stop. No, no. See ya. Triple M Radio Chaser.
3: Cats pajamas or
2: cats piss. Yes, Andrew and Charles, some stories from the news. You have to tell me, are they cats' pyjamas good or cats' piss bad? Now, you know, family businesses are a bit different from regular businesses. Uh, and a bloke called Pasquale Parente from Melbourne was sacked uh, from his position as a assistant manager of the family business because he was late for dinner. Uh, his parents were not happy, so they sacked him <laughs> from his job. Uh, was that an overreaction? Look, just spoiled it. the Fair Work Tribunal did award him $10,000. Agreeing that it was, but do you think they went too far with the parents in their rights? Um, oh,
3: it's a tricky one, isn't it? This yeah. one. I mean, look, uh, you know, he wasn't being underpaid,
2: too, was he? I mean, you know, like like all these families. <laughs> Woolies, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was okay. selective smash repairs. Sorry, Woolies, we do love you, just not
4: your pay <laughs> practices.
2: Um, yes. Well, it's, what do you think? Were the parents overreacting, or?
4: Oh, this is a real dilemma. This is a proper dilemma, isn't Because late for dinner is pretty. It's bad. Pre- I wish I could sack my son for being late for dinner because mm. he's always mm. on the computer.
2: Well, Charles, well, if you ever have a successful yes. business, you'll be able to do that.
4: I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna set up a company, employ a whole lot of people, including my son, and then sack him. <laughs> sick S- <laughs> You got you the
2: second from his unpaid job working for the chase <laughs> yeah. all right um that's the next scandal by the way okay a woman has quit her job uh, speaking of which to eat mcdonald's and chinese takeaway uh online now, don't worry about what she's eating the point is there's a lot of people who are very keen to watch people eating mm. on youtube it's a, yes. it's a fad Absolutely. what do you think
4: well i mean i think the point is it, it, of course she needed to do this it, the, like because it was McDonald's, wasn't it?
2: And Chinese takeaway. And there is a
4: huge lack of people eating McDonald's and Chinese takeaway yeah. content on the internet. Yeah,
2: and you couldn't go to your local maccas and just watch people eating it yeah. in real time.
3: Oh, it's a gap it, in the market. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I, and, and given our station's sponsors, I would, I would watch the hell out of this. Like, mm. the, like, the only thing I do nowadays is watch people eating McDonald's on YouTube mm. all day, mm. brought to you by the great taste of
2: McDonald's. Yep.
1: Mm. Look,
2: that is a, a great family uh, meal, isn't it? Now, finally, there's a in the UK. There is a Christmas song only radio station. Do you think it's a good idea? Should Triple M go all Christmas yes, between now yes, and we December twenty five?
3: Pearl Jam have released some wonderful Christmas singles. Uh, the best one is is Don't Call Me Santa. Uh, I'd be
4: I'd be very big on this. Mm. Yeah, well, my complaint with this is they only run it for two months a year. Mm. It's not enough. Yeah, you need to have Christmas. Like, they should do it from the first time the Christmas decorations go up, which mm. nowadays in Australia is about Easter time. It's so true. Is. All
2: right, Kennedy Malloy up next right here on 104.9. Sydney's Triple M. Catch you tomorrow on Radio Chaser.
3: Radio Chaser on Triple M.